Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. another special episode of Habs Nightly. Uh, the news that we're going to talk about momentarily couldn't have come any faster uh, before this episode, and we're just really excited to talk a little bit about it soon. But Mason, how are you, bud? Before we even get to any of that, how are you doing? Oh, I'm having a time. Coach. Having a time. Having a fucking time. No, uh, life's, life's okay. Dom um, Ducharme, not so much a time. <laughs> no uh, i i gotta say today was kind of meh i wasn't having you know when you just it's not it's not a bad day you're just kind of like eh, yeah I could, it was just a dragging day yeah exactly well holy shit did my day get a lot brighter and i want to start by saying that i don't think I think Dom Ducharme does care a lot for this franchise. And I do think he's probably more frustrated than anyone right now, mm-hmm. but Oh my God, we're free. I feel like Mel Gibson and fucking Braveheart screaming freedom. <laughs> Don't. I just watched Braveheart like maybe like three weeks ago. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. The yoke, the yoke of Dominic Ducharme's uh, rule has been broken we are free from the disaster of a system, well, obviously, that he put into place. But it's going to take a little bit to you know get rid of that. There's still the assistant coaching staff that will have to be evaluated. Because you know what? Like, we've sung praise of Luke Richardson. I think he's almost equally to blame. He has been a part of this, too. Our special team sucks. But let's not talk about that. Because today is a day for celebration Martin St. Louis, interim head coach. What a fucking roller coaster. It all kind of seemed to develop pretty quickly. And I was, I'm so fucking happy, Craig. Yeah, of course, my fucking phone just goes off literally like right into my fucking mic. 
But no, um, so like you said, though, you know, kind of a dragging day. I worked my ass off today and I literally got the news on our Slack and I was like, hmm, I can't really react to this right now because I'm fucking like, you know, I'm about to drive a truck down to the city. But I'm so happy I can now. Like, wow, dude, that's so fucking insane. Like, I've had no one to talk about it today. I haven't had a moment to really collect myself and think about it. But uh, Dom Ducharme has gone. And when I saw that, I was like, okay, I'm a little upset because now we're going to have to hire some random uh, to fill in that role. I figured we would just finish out the season and just let it, you know, pick someone that's when we have more candidates at the end of it. Um, Instead, you know, I find out like as I'm driving home that Martin St. Louis is going to be our interim coach. And I think uh, I think you said it really, really well. Interim is a great idea for him. It gives him a chance. It gives everyone a chance to really get a look at Mark uh, St. Louis and make sure this is a a solid pick. I guess you could say. I don't remember how you worded it on Twitter, but uh, I kind of feel the same way. Uh, it's a great idea not to just immediately hand over the reins, let Martin St. Louis get a shot. I don't know if since he's been out of the NHL, if he's had much coaching experience, but um, why not have a legend as an interim right now? I think it's fucking badass. Martin St. Louis is currently coaching an under 13 triple uh, A boys team. Fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fuck yeah. So, yeah, I do think there's cause for concern in that. And when it was initially reported that he was hired, um, I had two emotions. One was incredible positivity, incredible excitement. I guess that's two in itself, but mm-hmm. I, cause it's Martin St. Louis, um, evolving hockey actually put out, like he is, uh, basically one of the best players in the last few decades to become a player coach, like mm-hmm. other than like Gretzky and Patrick Waugh, he's probably third best just in terms of like analytical you know stats and all that so it's really exciting and my my brain went to Caulfield um do I think Caulfield needs Martin Saint Martin Saint Louis to teach him how to be a hockey player with talent no (laughs) but I'm sure Martin Martin Saint Louis can teach him simple things like look you've got to move your body this way to kind of bounce off guys make sure you don't get hit or make this play you know Martin Saint Louis was one of the best players of his generation at five foot eight undrafted. So I'm sure he has some life lessons for Cole Caulfield. But then I, I like you said, um, with his lack of NHL coaching experience, that crossed my mind because, you know, he hasn't coached in the NHL before. And I think it's not surprising at all for me personally, because Ken Hughes said, and was like pretty I think he actually called he called out Brindamore by name, didn't he? And said, this is the model of a coach that we like. And Brindamore didn't have any experience, although as a head coach, but although he did have some assistant coaching experience, I believe. So uh, there was a little bit of hesitation there. But yeah, well, once Montreal announced it was an interim position, they will reevaluate where they are at the end of the season. So they'll probably look at other candidates. They'll interview Martin St. Louis. But it's a good way of you know, evaluating what you have here. And I think this is a great hiring for both teams. And Corey, I don't know if you remember, but after Tampa beat Montreal, 
the team that Martin St. Louis played for for 12 The seasons. Rangers. What? The Rangers? Did he go to the Rangers? For one year. I'm talking about Tampa. After Tampa beat us in the Stanley Cup final, mm-hmm. uh, St. Louis actually tweeted out uh, that, the, you know, congratulations to Tampa, but the Habs have, this Habs team has made me become a Habs fan again. Oh fuck yeah! And, <laughs> My bad. Uh, not, not. I thought even. we were. I thought we were like Charlie Day circling everything that leads back to the Rangers organization with Jeff. <laughs> no, uh, no. But, Jeff Gordon. <laughs> well, I was. I was actually getting there. Uh, so it's actually funny how that worked. Eight months later, after tweeting, he's become a house fan again. He's back. There was also talk that you know he said he wasn't just going to take the first job up. From what I understand, organizations in the NHL have offered him jobs before, and he refused he wanted to spend time with his kids and mm-hmm. this is a decision mark Jean st louis has clearly taken some time to evaluate he wants to be here and i what just to add because you brought it up and i'll end this long-winded kind of spiel here uh yes actually martin st louis was in the rangers organization at the time jeff gordon was there as well so you can you know Cross that off of your conspiracy theory, Jeff Gordon picking up all his buddies. <laughs> oh man, um, <clears throat> I love it. I, I really do. Um, and if it doesn't work out, I still think he's going to find a spot within this organization uh, if he wants it. You know what I'm saying? And I think he, I think he does if, if he's willing to take on such a big responsibility, um, even if it's. See, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass, but like maybe he's not ready for it yet. And they bump him down to like an assistant. Like, I don't see them taking in such a fucking legendary player and just, okay, it's not working. And then part ways with them. I think this new organization, well, this newly run organization is going to find a place for him, whether it's head coach or not. Um, and about the Cole Caulfield thing. <clears throat> I think he it's such a great person to talk to Cole Caulfield and, and all the young guys. This guy's not that far removed from the league. Um, and I think that what he has to bring as far as like uh, ideas is still very current. And someone like um Cole Caulfield, an undersized guy, um, he can learn a lot from him. Obviously, um having him as interim coach, I'm expecting him to be like, okay, I was an undersized guy. Um, play to your strengths, put him in the right positions, give him the time he needs, not on the fourth line. Um, I don't know. It's just there's so much openness for improvement with this team. It's kind of like how I felt with uh, having Hughes. I I have nothing negative to say yet. It's just nothing but, uh, you know, early stages of uh, just being excited again. I literally, you know, we were talking in the Slack the other day, a couple of guys in THPN talking about a little bit of hockey burnout. Um, just the team, you know, teams playing poorly or just a, a rough season. And I said, yeah, it's been tough. I mean, we're eight and 29. Like it's been really tough. And um, things like this make it enjoyable again. You know, like, yeah, I don't, I don't see us turning it around, but, we're stacking it in the future, you know, it's, this isn't like grabbing picks, but um, happy with the vice president. Well, I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, happy with the, the GM. Coach. Yeah. Happy and with the head, head coach. Yeah. Um, I like, I like the head of this, of this newly run, you know, group. And um, 
I understand it's going to be a grind. It's going to be a learning curve, especially for Martin St. Louis. Uh, but I'm here for it. You know, I've I've said it before. I'm accepting of all the changes that Gordon wants to make because he's saying he's get, he's promising us a futuristic bringing the Habs into the modern day game. And I'm going to ride the wave with them. And I think this is an excellent hire. What this acquisition tells me, well, this acquisition and this departure, this firing tells me is that Kent Hughes and Jeff Gorton determined that developing, getting rid of this awful culture that has taken over the Habs dressing room, the Habs team is more important than tanking. And <clears throat> oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> That's under my throat. Um, yeah. <laughs> So it's more important to them that they fix this attitude, not the attitude, but the culture, this losing atmosphere, right? Then tanking and a lot of people calling out, well, not a lot of people, minority, but a vocal minority, calling out Kenny Hughes, especially for going back on his word because he said he wasn't going to fire Ducharme. Didn't say he wasn't going to fire Ducharme. He said he didn't foresee it, but he was going to evaluate what that tells me is Ken Hughes didn't want to fire Dominic Ducharme. Neither did Jeff Gordon. But after what's been happening, like you said, we're at what, 8 and 29? Mm-hmm. After what's and what's been happening the last few weeks, it's someone on Twitter pointed it out, and it's a great point to make. Montreal was losing games before, yeah. But they weren't losing games the way we've lost to Columbus. Our last five games, it was, I think we have a goal differential of 33 goals against and five goals for something like that. That's brutal. And after that Columbus game, which I didn't get to watch, but frankly, I'm really happy I didn't have to watch it. Uh, I had my dad texting me. I was watching the highlights. Couldn't watch the game because blackouts. We love that here in Ottawa. But... The, what the players are saying, Josh Anderson coming out saying multiple, I'm just embarrassed. This is embarrassing. And as a fan, yeah, that's embarrassing to lose to, well, we lost to Columbus, but then to lose to New Jersey um, the way we did. It just, it was brutal. And I think this is the right move from Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon. I don't know, not necessarily in the head coaching position, although I like the hire. I love that it's the interim, so it gives them time to review all candidates. Um, I, what I really like is, yeah, Ducharme needed to go. It's not ideal, but we're going to lose a lot of games regardless here, whether we have a good coach or a bad coach. This team isn't as bad as they've played, but come on. They're not, we're not coming back from this, and it's not good to let an environment like that fester and have Laurent Dauphin on your second line while you scratch Ryan Paling or bench Ryan Paling or play mm-hmm. Caulfield here. It's just brutal. And secondly, what this hire, what this move may, means to me, firing Ducharme, I think that means you're going to see some guys shipped out of town because uh, a coaching change can often light a fire under people's asses when they start winning games. Hard to do that if you start trading Ben Chirot, Tyler Toffoli, you know, Josh Anderson, guys like that. So, yeah, I think the focus is on losing games still, but I think also developing a good atmosphere of guys who aren't going to give up. So, all in all, I think this was a 
calculated decision from Jeff Gordon and Kent Hughes, even though it seemed to develop quickly. I'm sure it developed very quickly because Corey, I'm sure you can agree. There was probably talks stuff that develops this quickly was usually developed in the long term. Mm-hmm. There were discussions had. So I think this is honestly, I have full support behind this move. Um, whether or not Martin St. Louis is the guy for the job, I think we'll see in the coming weeks, not dependent on how many games the Habs win, but how they play hockey. If they play inspired, if they play fresh, if they play exciting. And I'm excited to kind of see where, you know, seeing this organization come together is refreshing to say the least. Right. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. Something had to be in the works. There's no way in how we fire the coach and then immediately <laughs> bring in, like the interim, like it would make sense if it was like, okay, yeah, the assistant coach is going to be the interim coach. No, we we was like Martin St. Louis, come on down. Like fucking Price is right. Like this has been in the talks for a while, <laughs> obviously. But yeah, I I feel bad for Dominic Ducharme. A uh, lot of lot of highs and lows at a very fast rate for him. And uh, I just wish them nothing but the best moving forward. Um, I think it's a bit unfortunate. His first chance was just really awesome. And then it fucking sucked ass, you know, this entire season. But um, all we could do is move forward, you know. But um, the people getting moved, uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, we say that every fucking episode we talking we talk about, like, what this team is going to look like. Um, but you're right. Uh, scratching like paling and having uh, dolphin in, it's uh, it's a tough look. Now, um, I see because you haven't brought it up, and you you mentioned to me before we started that you hadn't really gotten to look at much of the news today. Yeah, I haven't. Now, I think you said I there think, was a second thing. I don't know what the fuck hmm, it is yet. So I think you guys are about to get Corey's on air reaction. So not nothing officially confirmed yet, but from the same sources that broke the Martin St. Louis uh, signing like an hour before it happened, same source. Uh, apparently tomorrow we should expect Montreal to announce that they have signed Vincent LeCavalier as their assistant general manager. Oh shit. No fucking way. Huh? Yeah. Bringing back the duo. Holy shit. That's so fucking badass. And uh, just to link, I think it's funny you talk about Jeff Gordon getting all those buddies. Probably one of Kent Hughes' most prominent clients. A big factor (laughs) in Kent Hughes taking the job in Montreal. Remember us talking about how Le Cavalier told him this is a job you want to take. It was one of my biggest regrets to not play for Montreal. Uh So... Looks like it could be coming full circle here. Le Cavalier finally returning wow. home. Uh, another, you know, absolute legend, hockey hall of famer. Uh, importantly, French Canadian, but another guy who really gets, you know what I mean, understands what it is to be a big name player to play under the bright lights. Nine hundred and forty nine points in twelve hundred games. Obviously, his career was derailed a little bit by injury, but in mm-hmm. his prime, Vincent LeCavalier was unfucking stoppable. 
Dude, this is so sick. Yeah. Wow. I'm on Twitter now. I just saw Michael. Michael is for the first time I've ever seen Michael talk good about uh, movement in the in the Habs community. We're talking <laughs> about a uh, friend of the podcast, uh, our friend Michael, who couldn't stand Dominic Ducharme. <laughs> uh, nope. We're gonna have to have him on soon. I, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm ready for a positive episode with Michael, but. Uh, Man, this is so fucking like just crazy. Um, Jesus, dude. No, I didn't. I didn't fucking hear anything about this. It's. I don't. I, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to say. Like, I'm just like I'm. I can't say anything other than I'm just so fucking excited. Like, things are yeah. coming together after a shit year, and it's like a year that we're definitely picking like high as fuck. And like, I literally yesterday I was like, yeah, this has been, it's been a doldrum. It's been really fucking hard to get through this. Um, the want to watch these games have been so hard. And then when you can watch them, when they're not fucking blacked out, it's just been fucking boring. You know, it's just, I'm just so sick of just not having anything positive other than, you know, the front of the house movements. But granted, this is what it is. But it's like, fuck, dude, it's like it's another win. It's another win for us. Like, yeah, we're going to have a bad season, but we're putting pieces together that fucking are exciting. They're not just the same old fucking webbed people, like cobwebbed old fucks that are sitting in a closet and they pull them out and, all right, we're going to place you here and you're going to fucking have another crack at this. Like, we're getting guys that are getting their first chances in the fucking league and they get to do it with the Montreal Canadiens and try to bring this team back from fucking disaster. I'm fucking blown away, dude. This is so awesome. Yeah, no, it's pretty great. And I think it's it's cool to see, you know, obviously the Cavalier and St. Louis were partners in crime for a long time in mm-hmm. Tampa. So that's an interesting kind of duo there. Um, what I really love too is, you know, you have St. Louis on the bench who was undrafted, became an NHL superstar, became an Olympic gold medalist, a hockey hall of famer. And you also have the, a first overall pick in your front title, your front office. And it's looking like Montreal is going to have a good shot at the first overall pick. So you have two kind of sides of the spectrum there. You have a, you know, two Similar but very different careers in hockey. You have the player agent perspective in Kent Hughes. You have the, you know, management perspective in Jeff Gordon. I really love how this front, like this, I want to say front office, but I'm including St. Louis there. The management team is coming together. You've got perspectives from every facet of the game uh, at most walks of life. And this is exactly what Jeff Gordon on his first press conference came in and said he wanted and he's done it. He's building this. So, you know, nothing confirmed yet. I think we'll probably know by the time some, many of our listeners are listening to this. So, you know, if they hire someone else or it becomes defunct, we sound stupid, but I'm fairly confident. Like this is a pretty reliable source. This is what's going to happen. We're going to have Vinny Cavalier, and <laughs> I, I guess it's, you know, we can finally have some pride as Habs fans moving forward, some confidence in what's to come. I am delighted so much. Uh, 
fuck this is awesome <laughs> fuck this is so cool um it's like a first chance for everybody it like literally is yeah obviously except for like jeff gordon but everyone else is like getting their first chances at this and uh i love that it's so unlike everything of the past with the montreal canadians i love that we're giving people their first shots and it's it's exciting i guess like what you said um it's everything that was promised by gordon he's trying to do something different and it's hard to not like this guy right now like he hasn't done anything that's fucking wrong but um Fuck, man, I just hope that news is real and we're not – we didn't just talk about it for 20 minutes and it's not going to happen, but uh, <laughs> we're moving on. Um, we have a word from our sponsors over at DraftKings. Uh, the moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you could bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers get a free shot at $1 million in top prizes with their first deposit. Remember, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app Use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Must be 21 or older, 21 plus minimum age, and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling, gaming resources, void where prohibited, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Red Line. That's 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. And in New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. Damn, she fine. Um, so, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. This is the most excited I've been in month in a month because that's probably how long it's been <laughs> since we've got uh, Hughes on. Um, dude, this is, <laughs> this is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, well, fuck, we played New York Tuesday. That sucked ass. Uh, fucking skull drag. Uh, not much. I don't even know if I want to cover it. I'm just trying to ride a high that definitely even, isn't a 7-1 loss. I don't even think we need to talk about those games. Truthfully, I think, uh, listeners, let me know through Twitter, or however you want to contact us, Instagram, whatever, if I'm wrong, but I like – We've had this discussion about blowouts so many times this year. I think we just need to focus on what's moving forward because in firing of Dominic Ducharme, in my opinion, is turning the last page on the Mark mm-hmm. Bergeron era. Um, maybe the second last page. I think the last page 
<laughs> it's gonna be moving controversial. It'll be when Carey Price is no longer the starter for this organization. Jesus. I say that not hopeful, but yeah, in a reality with heavy heart. Yeah, it's just the fact of the matter. Mark Bergevin and all the coaches he had. It's indicative and true of Dominic Ducharme as well. Dominic Ducharme rode Carey Price to the third round, or no, sorry, rode Carey Price to the Stanley Cup final, and rode Carey Price to a three-year contract extension. Mark Bergevin rode Carey Price for nine nine plus years <laughs> into to fuck cup into the cup final into the Eastern Conference final through the playoffs. Like it, it'll be nice to see a team that isn't going to purely rely on a goaltender. And I think we're about to see a new era of Habs hockey in which, because let me tell you, Martin Saint Louis was no slouch as a two-way player, but this is going to be an offensive team <laughs> under his, under his leadership, mm-hmm. especially with, if you have Vinny LeCavalier up there too, those guys care more about putting in the puck in the back of the net than they do about keeping it out. And we've talked about this a lot and I am not a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. I do not think the Leafs have what it takes to win the cup. I think they're missing some pieces, but I think Habs fans would be, ridiculous to not look at that style of offense they play and say, we should probably incorporate some of that into our game. And I hope really do sincerely hope that Montreal can bring a Colorado Toronto esque approach to their offense with Martin St. Louis. Horned up offensively right now. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just quick thing from the last game. Uh, Tommy tuna scored. Um, it was late, you know, but uh, he's got his ninth goal of the season. It's a little crazy to see his number so low, uh, but he was with literally probably the best line he'll ever be with. Uh, also, Brett Kulak, good for him. Gets his second goal of the season, uh, and that's it. <laughs> and that's it. But uh, I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, Brett Kulak, uh, I might have said some bad things about him in the past. It's been a tough year for everybody, but I'm just happy to see him uh, get a goal, especially the only goal, you know, just it's, it's always these odd bin guys that are just getting the job done, even on nights when it it's beyond saving. But uh, so the next game we do have is on Saturday. It's going to be against the blue jackets, which we just played two games back and they beat us six to three. So uh, I'm guessing, I'm guessing that'll be, I'm sorry. We have one tomorrow when this airs against the Capitals, who, if I'm not mistaken, have been in a bit of a drought. But uh, Alex Ovechkin has never been shy about finding a back of the net against no, Montreal. So um, looking at another tough night. Um, so, Mason, well, do you have anything else to say? Well, continue. You, you, you hit me with a whelp so that normally it comes with something fun. Oh, I was just going to say uh, to give updates on – the uh, Thomas Tatar Gallagher Dino line, mm-hmm. uh, you know, say Tatar is having a down year for sure. Uh, I think 18 points in 44 games is not where he expected Oops. himself to be, and it's not where Devils fans wanted him to be. But I think it's more on par for what he was doing in Detroit before he was part of that exceptional line. Mm-hmm. Um, to Dino though, to 
I don't think my shock, to say the least, maybe others, I'm not surprised at all. Deneau's doing what he does. <laughs> 25 points in 45 games, one goal away from tying his career high of 13. He's got 12 goals on pace for 22, 23 goals this season with close to 50 points to boot. That shit was a fluke, and everyone gave him shit. We all were saying that it was a fucking fluke. It was just an off year, and then he still had a, a pretty decent year by the end of it. Yep, and surprise, surprise, he's back to his old ways. <laughs> Maybe a little better with uh, in L.A., and I got to say, it's still. I wish Philip Deneau was still a part of this organization. I think that's my only real regret. Um, that I still have with this team right now with KK being gone. I just, I think Dino could have been a part to build around or a player to trade and get a lot for, but I w- I'm, I'm happy to see that he's doing well and proving all the haters wrong and uh, getting a little bit of a suntan while he's out there too. So good on, get on Phil Dino. always will be one of my favorite players, but yeah, that's all I had to say. All I had to add. Love it. Um, <clears throat> hopefully they can, I don't, I don't know where the Kings are at in, in their division, but uh, hopefully they can make a run for it and we can see him uh, hoist up a, a California veggie pizza on, on national television again and keep, it, keep the tradition going. Um, I don't have anything else to say about the Habs. Um, didn't really want the shortest episode today, but it's kind of it's kind of coming to that. It's not, it's not going to be a too short of an episode, but uh, – Something really awesome has happened down here, and it's not Louisiana-based, so it's a little upsetting about that. But we are breaking way once again for hockey in the fucking south coast, the deep south. Hockey in Biloxi is coming back, and Biloxi's about an hour, say about an hour 10, hour 15, maybe an hour 30 if you got traffic. But I haven't had a hockey this close to my house in some time and um they had over like right around christmas they did like three games uh it's not it's not the biggest league in the world doesn't fucking matter to me they had like three games and apparently they pulled in a bunch of people uh well a bunch of people showed up because the south loves hockey as much as uh it doesn't get coverage for it but uh apparently it was enough of a revenue in those three days that they're gonna re uh, they're gonna bring back the Biloxi Sea Wolves, uh, and despite my dislike of Mississippi, uh, the name itself, the logo, I'm so fucking happy to have hockey this close to a point to where like me and my cousin are probably gonna get season tickets just so we could fucking see hockey when we want to. Um, and that being said about shit talking them, I'm going to be their biggest fucking fan because I'm going to be able to watch hockey in real life again. Not, you know, just every now and then when I can go see my in-laws. So uh, big, big time for fucking South, the real South coast uh, to finally get some hockey close to me. I'm super excited. Me and my cousin had not stopped talking about it today uh, in between driving trucks to the city. But uh, that's all for me as far as as far as that. Really fucking excited. Uh, yeah, 
that's it. Just excited to have a $30 beer in a small arena, about the arena the size of uh, Arizona is going to play next year, where I have to see a game because it's going to be fucking legendary. Cannot wait. I'd love to see Arizona play any team with 4,999 other people. You'd be lucky if that many show up. I think it's going to be a packed barn constantly. I you can't call that thing a packed barn if it only fits 400, four hundred four thousand five hundred people. But that's a barn to me. I haven't been Not anywhere. Uh. <laughs> <Not> uh. <laughs> uh, Billy, Billy Eilish has more in her entourage. Ah, uh, dude, Billy Eilish's show was uh, it was sold out for the arena. Uh, the arena holds 17, 17 something. It's a little over that. Um, the Pelicans hold normally pull in about 8,000 people, 9,000 people. And she sold out. Now, granted, you got to think that the stage takes up a good chunk of it. So you lose about 4,000 seats, but then they replace it with four seats. So she ended up selling out at the arena at about 13, a little over 13.5. That place was fucking packed. I have never seen it that packed for it. <laughs> for our basketball team. So I hope we don't go on the fucking Pelicans, wash them the fuck out. And um, the lady that fucking owns them sees what Biloxi's doing is like, fuck, we can do that. And then brings it on back down here. And then uh, I will quit my fucking job and work my way up from janitorial work to Zamboni driver to uh, fucking the Jeff Gordon. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I, dude, I will fucking work my what, way from the what bottom. What would they, what would they be called? Okay, so I'd love to bring back the New Orleans Brass. I think that's a sick name. The New um, Orleans Baby Cakes. No, 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 no. Also, I'm big on changing it from New Orleans because I think that our city nickname is so fucking cool, which is the Crescent City. So I was thinking the Crescent City, you know, something. Uh, the Crescent City Surge, you know, like hurricane based or if you want to stick with the, you know, uh, hack fucking Mardi Gras vibes, Crescent City crew with a K, K-R-E-W-E, which is what they call uh, the people that ride the floats. That's the crew <clears throat> for Mardi Gras. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm picturing like what a new orleans hockey team it's gonna be fucking like, 90s cheesy it's gotta be purple that's what's it purple and gold, green. like that's and, gonna be so ugly look i tell you what though uh the black jerseys that the brass had it worked it was if you go look up the old brass logo with the horn it's like a it's like a horn it says brass on it and it's got a, a bit of a bead hanging on it it's a sick uh, color scheme that worked with it. But, yeah, I, you know damn well if we get a fucking team, they're going to make it like as if a tourist made it. Like what would a tourist think if they came down here? Oh, it's got to be Mardi Gras colored. It's got to have beads in it. It's got to have a king cake in it. It's got to have some type of musical instrument. The Crescent, the Crescent City Crabs. Crescent City crab cakes. I was saying the Crescent City crawdads, but then <laughs> I don't. I don't want to mess with Shreveport. Can't have no bad, you know, rivalry. Um, but New Orleans Word. is sick, you know. Like so, like we had the New Orleans Voodoo. That was our arena team. We could bring back the Voodoo called the Crescent City Voodoo, New Orleans Voodoo. I don't give a fuck. Um, 
there's a lot of things we can play off. We can play off music. I don't want to play off Mardi Gras, but we could play off music. We could play off, uh, you know, like the city's themes, which is like, you know, people think voodoo, people think swamps, uh, you know, shit that's coast, coastal to us. I think it would be really sick if we go outside of the box, if we would ever bring something back down here. Uh, I'd have to look it up, but I have like a, a PDF file somewhere that has like all the names that I've used for uh, teams playing like NHL and shit. Um, I mean, it's it. a thought. It's it was, it's a, a thought. it's a port city, right? So how about like uh, the fucking river, uh, the steamboats or some shit, something, something cool like that, you know, like. Uh, I, I think it's hard when you have a city that isn't just one name. It's new. Mm-hmm. New Orleans, because it's almost got to like then Ryan, because it can't just be like Seattle Kraken. Like New Orleans Kraken sounds way worse than Seattle Kraken. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, it is tough. That's why I like to swap it up with the Crescent City every now and then when I play the, the game. Crescent, Crescent City. I want to say Cougars, but. Eh. Well, I mean, there was a Black Panther uh, in Miro, which is like right below where I live. Like if you keep going down the road a little bit, uh, they had a Black Panther just fucking made it its habitat um, yeah, right I mean, after coug- the storm. Cougars are too similar to Panthers. That's And there's I don't think you guys have Cougars down there. Do you? No, no, no. It's not. They're it's not north. common. I'm thinking like soft shell crab. You know, I'm thinking food, if I'm being honest, like. God forbid us be like the fucking red bean and rice boys. Um, but I think I think we need to do something. We need to pull something out of our culture that's not Mardi Gras. Or if it is, or if it is Mardi Gras, it's something not like baby cake or fucking all that jazz or you know, uh, fuck, pull something from the French and Spanish heritage that we have down here. I think that would be sick as fuck too. Um, we can name it the fucking Crescent City Connection. I don't give a fuck because that's the name of that's the name of our fucking well, that's the term for our bridge, the GNO. Um, but why not? That'd be sick. We can do like a Golden State Warriors type of logo, and instead of their fucking stupid bridge, it's our ugly ass bridge uh, with alligators under it. I don't give a fuck. There's there's a lot of stupid Louisiana, well, New Orleans based shit we can do, you know. And God forbid if it's a fucking Florida Lee logo. That's my rant. Um, fuck it. <laughs> Take the Pelicans. The Pelicans is a sick name. Defunk that shitty basketball team and name them the fucking Pelicans and get rid of the colorway. Try something different. Um, I would be opposed. I would be fine with the Mardi Gras colors if it was the Mighty Ducks colors. Like the teal, not the green. The like grayish light purple, not the deep purple. And then just yellowish orange. I'd be cool with that. Fair enough. Oh, uh, <laughs> my bad. I, I uh, just don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know enough about New Orleans to tell you what. Tell you, you know what I mean. Put in a good opinion. Yeah, maybe some of our listeners give a fuck, and they could send me some cool shit. I don't care. Um, you got anything else to add to this episode, buddy? I'm I'm tapped out for tonight. He's tapped out. I am too. Um, we'll call it the chapped lips episode. Uh, my lips are so fucking chapped. It was like hot yesterday and now it was cold today. So my lips are just going through hell. I'm starving. It's also leftovers night. So I'm excited. I got just a plethora 
of different shit I get to eat. Um, but yeah, uh, God bless Jeff Gordon and this new organization. Uh, God bless y'all. I'm not a religious man, but bless, bless the piss out of y'all. And, uh, we hope you guys have a great rest of your week and we can't wait to talk to y'all next time. This has been Habs Nightly. Y'all have a great night. See y'all later. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.